Honorably served our country, served Long Island very, very honorably as a congressman for years and years. He's retired now. He's now a colleague of ours here on 77 WABC. Every Wednesday morning at this time, we bring him in, and we're honored again to have Congressman Peter King join the Bernie and Sid Show. Good morning, Congressman King. Good morning, Bernie. Thanks for the intro. It's great to have you back. And uh, how are you putting up with Sid? How's he doing, do you think? He's doing great. <laughs> I, I love, love Sidney. to about him, you know? Love him to pieces. He's, uh, he's one of a kind. I really do. That's true. That is true. He's great. <laughs> hey, listen, Congressman, there's yeah. so much that, that I want to get your take on nationally, locally. But I guess we, we should start off locally. Uh, the uh, other officer who was shot. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Officer Mora, he's, he died. He passed away. Uh, coincidentally, uh, yesterday at the same time, Eric Adams laid out his blueprint to end what he calls gun violence, which I hate the term, by the way. It's not gun Guns are not killing people. People are killing people. But either way, I want to get your overall thoughts on that on this whole situation here in New York City because it is also national news as well. Congressman King, take it away. Yeah, I mean, this is absolutely tragic, and yet it was really foreseeable. Going back to the riots of the summer of 2020, when you had leading politicians and people in the media and the NFL and everyone else somehow taking the side of Black Lives Matter against cops, using one tragic incident in Minneapolis or out in Minnesota to uh, justify throwing Molotov cocktails and bricks and baseball bats at cops in Brooklyn and Manhattan, uh, trying to burn down Manhattan. That really set the tone. It set the tone that uh, it was okay to be anti-cop. That was going to be the hysteria. We were going to give in to the left-wing radicals, Black Lives Matter, give in in to Antifa. And, you know, the other night, I mean, I tried to avoid watching the NFL at all costs, but I saw a game and there's some... uh, uh, and racism banners on the back of the helmets. Just think if somebody put on that they back the blue or they support the cops two weeks ago. They probably would have been thrown out of the NFL. But now everyone is loving the cops. The cops should be loved all the time. And Eric Adams, and again, I hope his plan works, and I've had some hope for him from the start. Like you had, uh, Bernie, like Bo has. And uh, if he stays on this, it's one thing. But again, uh, like when he says he's not going to go back to the bad old days. Well, the bad old days were Bill Bratman and Ray Kelly, where we reduced uh, murders in the African-American community and everywhere by 80 percent, 85 percent. That's what made the streets safe. And he says he's not going to be targeting people because of race. I don't think Bill Bratton and Ray Kelly ever targeted people because of race. They went where the, where the crime was. And I know when Ray Kelly left office at the end of 2013, after 12 years of stop and frisk, after 12 years of that, his rating in the minority communities was almost 70%, his favorable rating. So I just says, I hope Eric Adams puts the anti-crime unit back in the street. Let them do their job, and the test is going to come when there's the first incident at a bodega or a subway station and some uh, bad guy gets shot and somebody says that the cop shot him for no reason and you have uh, demonstrations and Al Sharpton starts marching around and you have Antifa getting going, you have Jermani uh, Williams and Tish James and all of them. Uh, that's when it's going to be up to yep. Mayor Adams. Which I think he wants to. I hope he does. And if he stands strong, then that'll send a signal. Because otherwise, if you're a cop and you were asked to Go in this unit. Will you go there now, not knowing whether or not you're, you're, they're going to have your back? Right. Listen, I, I told you guys, I think Keyshawn Sewell is going to be a great, great police commissioner. I thought her statement last Friday night was outstanding. Uh, I know people have talked to her every day, and they also swear by her. But again, you have to have the mayor, and he's going to have to take on the city council. He's going to have to take on the speaker. And when you talk about how tough it's going to be, 
because there's so many illegal guns. Well, the fact is, when Rudy Giuliani became mayor, there were two million illegal guns in New York City. And yet he progressively went out. They went after the guys with the guns. And it's not just that you're getting the guns off the street. What you do is you're getting the people off the street that use the guns. And the guys who have the guns are afraid to come out because they know they're going to get bagged and they're going to end up in jail. So that's what you have to do is stand by the cops. This is not, I'm not trying to minimize it at all. But there is a formula. It worked under Ray Kelly. It worked under Bill Bratton. It uh, worked under Rudy Giuliani and Mike Bloomberg. And, uh, and that's to stand with the cops. And see, one thing I disagree with you were saying before that yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a short honeymoon for the cops and people yep. go against them. Yep. Actually, you go back to a good times during uh, the good years during Ray Kelly and uh, Mike Bloomberg. And uh, uh, cops were pretty popular. I mean, it was really what turned it around. And I don't think it was uh, even in the public. It was just this... Uh, uh, giving in to these loud voices screaming and yelling during the whole George, George Floyd matter. And I mean, you think night after night when, you had, I, I remember in Brooklyn when I, they two miles have cocktails with a cop, and the next day Governor Cuomo was on television saying he's proud to stand with his supporters. You had people desecrating St. Patrick's Cathedral, and the district attorney, Cy Vance, said he wouldn't even right. prosecute them. Disgusting. I mean, yeah, so I mean, but, we have to but, change that whole tone. No, 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 no we that. do. But, but when, you, when you say you disagree with me, uh, and, and again, you're, you've been around longer than I, I have, I mean, and you're I smarter than me. Way. I'm just saying. I think no, 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 it's, it's, it's fair. fair. But, I, I, I think but, New York is basically a very good people, but you have to. Well, I mean, it's fine. I mean, look, the, the, it's not the same as it was, though, because you do have social media. You know, when Ray right. Kelly and these guys were there, you didn't have 9,000 million people on Twitter yelling and screaming how bad the cops are. You didn't have 90 cable stations on every single day telling us how bad the cops are. So why I think it's, it's less likely you return to that today than 20 years ago is there are too many forces against you. And, and I know that after a day like we had last Friday, it's very easy to come out and shed a tear and if you're Alvin Bragg or Eric Adams, say the right things. But between social media and the amount of media out there that really goes against what we believe in every single day, it's not like it was Peter King 20 years ago. It just isn't. Yeah, I just think, though, that the voices on social media are very loud. And I think that the average New Yorker, if they're given the opportunity, if they're given the leadership, I think they will stand up and you know, uh, basically support the cops. I agree with you. I mean, it is a different world because of social media and because the, the media itself, the mainstream media has gone so far to the left. But uh, what he has to do with Mayor Adams, listen, he's, he's a tough guy. He got where he is. He's, been, he's had a rough career and he's made it. Uh, so I give him tremendous credit for that. But when the people like the Giovanni Williams of the world and Tish James, and we go through the whole list of them, when they start carrying on, he's going to have to stand tough. Like already, I mean, within, the, I think, the next day, when Giovanni Williams was there on Friday night, he was almost in tears, how terrible it is. The cops every day, they, they risk their lives for us. And then two days later, he's saying we can't go back to the days, basically, I'm paraphrasing, you know, cops are targeting Af- African-Americans. Right. I mean, so no, those people are useless, they're hopeless, and you've got to stand up to them. Absolutely right, Congressman Peter King. And the tide, again, turning maybe because yeah, 11-month-old girls getting shot in the face. I mean, people are, even people in the inner city are like, enough of this. Enough of this madness. Let's crack down. Let's stop coddling the criminals. I think even they're experience, uh, experiencing this epiphany as well. I certainly hope so, uh, Congressman Peter King. But I'd like to segue in uh, uh, the, the remaining minutes that we have sure. to national news. Now, we have this... Most people don't care about the Ukraine. No, most people don't care. But if, if you have this administration because of they want to distract from inflation, the supply chain, crime, et cetera, whatever, if they're actually uh, you know, trying to push us into some sort of hostility with uh, uh, Putin, 
I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. What do we care about the territorial integrity of the border of Ukraine while we don't even care about our own border down here on the, the southern border down in Texas, Arizona, California, et cetera? Uh, give us your top-line thoughts on all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, first of all, my first thought is that we wouldn't be in this situation if uh, Joe Biden had shown leadership. If he hadn't caved in Afghanistan the way he did, that horrible uh, withdrawal where Americans were getting killed, being abandoned, uh, fleeing from the rooftop of the embassy, that was absolutely a disgrace. Other, uh, other leaders see weakness. All the way he's going back and was begging Iran to uh, allow us to go back into this nuclear treaty, which only helps Iran, and the way, uh, again, only... Uh, Uncertainty that's creating. Now, here's why I think Ukraine is important. We should not get involved in a shooting war, let me say that, is that right now you have Russia and China are taking advantage of what they see as American weakness. China is expanding everywhere, including in Latin America, in Europe, and Africa, economically. They're expanding throughout the Pacific. Now you have, there had been for years, this division between Russia and China. Russia and China are now working together. And you see what they're doing in, uh, in Europe. Right? Joe Biden cutting down our pipelines, shutting down our pipelines, but allowing uh, uh, Russia to go ahead, uh, ahead with its pipeline. Now Europe is going to be depending on Russia for energy. So they can slowly but surely establish a economic stranglehold. And that, again, could lead to more military confrontation where we'd be the weaker party. So why I think it's important that we send a message in Ukraine is – uh, to reestablish ourselves, we're not going to allow Russia and China to slowly advance both militarily and economically. Because right now, if you were an ally, uh, uh, just like I'm saying, if uh, you're a cop and you feel secure that the uh, department's going to stand be, uh, behind you, I'm saying if you're an American ally, are you willing to risk the future of your country based on the word of Joe Biden? Listen, under Donald Trump, who was America first, did not want to get involved in foreign uh, activities, foreign wars, the fact is nobody moved on us because they knew that he would take whatever actually he had to if, if he was pushed. And so that's why Russia did nothing. Uh, Donald Trump was supposed to be the agent with uh, Putin. The fact is he did more against Putin than Obama ever did. Russia didn't advance one inch during the, or threatened one bit when Donald Trump was in office. When we go down the line, you had the Arab states actually signing up with Israel. So to, to me, the way to maintain peace and not go to war is to have a strong defense and make it clear that our word means something. And uh, so that's why I think we have to send uh, supplies to Ukraine. We have to uh, make it clear that countries like Poland and others are not going to be engulfed again by Russia. And again, I don't see a shooting wall with Russia against those countries, but they're encroaching, they're encroached, and economically they can create a stranglehold. I mean, right now Germany is doing nothing for us as far as Ukraine. Why? Because they depend almost totally now on Russia yep. for energy, and that's because Joe Biden cut off America's energy independence, and he allowed Russia to become a dominant economic force. So that's how things are tied together. But no, I don't believe we should have American soldiers fighting in Ukraine. Our final 60 seconds, Peter. You're a worldly guy. You're great. Uh, your opinions on really everything matter, and you're a big sports fan like me and Bernard. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. I don't want to hear about steroids. I think it's ridiculous that Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez are not in the Hall of Fame. They are three of the greatest players ever. In fact, in my lifetime, Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen. They walked this guy with the bases loaded because they'd rather give up one run than four. How is this guy not in the Hall of Fame? What are your thoughts, Peter King? Yeah, I'm not trying to talk it. I was actually talking to a former major league yesterday who was totally opposed to those guys ever going in the Hall of Fame. Then you talk to others. I, I would think that probably after a few more years, start letting him in one, one by one. 
Uh, and also, the, the irony is, guys like uh, Barnes and Clemens, long before steroids even came around, those guys had all of him. I'm careers. glad you said that. I mean, Barnes was an MVP with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He looked like Chris Rock. Yeah, no, I mean, those, <laughs> you know, those guys, and, you know, Roger Clemens, except they collapsed in the uh, seventh game of the 86 uh, World Series. Yep. The sixth game of the 86 World Series. Yep. No, he was a dominant pitcher before steroids were ever, you know, really in use. So I, I think they should maybe even have some kind of a separate category. And uh, to me, the, 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 the worst defender was a guy like A-Rod who kept getting caught year after year. <laughs> He's I mean, just I was, stupid. You know, I, I don't know what's going on with that guy. He's just stupid, yeah. I don't know, maybe Jennifer Lopez was mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, long before he, uh, you know, killed two people, uh, O.J. Simpson was a great football player. He but, was. Uh, Let's not forget, he was, uh, I think he was the first 2,000-yard rusher in the history yeah. of the game Buffalo, with the Buffalo Bills. Hey, uh, Pete, as always, an amazing, amazing appearance. Thank you so much for uh, coming here every Wednesday and, and being our friend, and we love you. We thank love you. you to pieces. Oh, thank you, and let's keep those two police officers in our prayers and all the cops, all, all 35,000 of them. Well said. Again, Rivera, uh, his funeral coming up on Friday at St. Patrick's Cathedral, and we found out this morning that Wilbert Mora, his funeral is coming up on Wednesday.